0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Two Toms, One Ash. You're obviously listening to us on Apple or Spotify, but in... Mm -hmm. You can now also follow us on Twitter too. We'll be sharing any interesting articles and giving our immediate reaction to any breaking news in the NFL as well. Your support, your ratings, they really do mean a lot. And it's nice to know that there are real humans out there listening And if you're anywhere near the Hucknall area, make sure you check out your local Arc Cinema. For this weekend, I'm going to guess that Scorley will be seeing something like Guardians of the Galaxy, and Charlie, it has got to be a little mermaid, hasn't it? But back for the NFL, Uh, and with the season fast approaching, most teams now having OTAs, so we'll be starting to get a little bit more regular as well and get back to the fantasy tips. But for now, it's time to talk schedule release.
1: Evening, gents. How are you both? Scully, I'll come to you first. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Thanks. You and congratulations on uh, Newcastle securing a Champions League spot. Well done, Paul.
0: Yeah, thanks very much. It was uh, yeah, it was interesting watching the match last night as to be happy with a 0-0 draw at Leicester in the end. And in the end, to be fair, they had a great chance. So, uh, so yeah, would have taken that, took that, and then at least we can go into, into the game against Chelsea this weekend.
2: Knowing full well. In Europe next year. Um, Charlie, how are you? Uh, Horrendously hungover. (laughs) Uh, I didn't even know we were recording today. You're half an hour late waiting for me because I thought it was still Monday because I've been on the lash for the last three days in Portugal. So uh, yeah, a little bit ropey and if my voice sounds a bit croaky it's because I've been shouting for three days.
0: Wow and for everyone listening, um, you'll not notice that he's prepped just as much as he does normally uh, considering all that as well. So, um, we're well, good to have you, even though it is half an hour past scheduled time. Um, okay. So this week's episode, let's talk about the schedule release. So the schedule was released, uh, what a couple of Fridays ago now. Um, but Scully, I'll come to you first, seeing the schedule, how it's laid out. What are you most excited about?
1: gotta be week three. Oh yeah. why is that? Be, gotta be taking the pod on tour to South beach. Dolphins, Broncos, excited, Tom? Yeah, baby.
0: Yeah, let's do it. So classic two Toms, one Ash form, I think, what was it? Schedule was released on that Thursday night, so by Friday morning, I think the uh, the texts were going wild. We were all on on phone calls and whatnot, and I'm sure by what time, Friday? Probably 10 a.m., 11 a.m.? Hopefully the boss isn't listening, but um, everything was booked planned paid for and all sorted so uh so yeah as you say scholar so broncos dolphins week three that's where we're going
1: and i'm a grand in the hole already so um <laughs> it's going to be worth it
0: yeah absolutely but what a matchup uh, i think for those two teams as well i know we looked at uh, i guess a few things it's the monday night that we were probably depending on most of all wasn't it that first i don't know probably first couple of months of the season we want to try and keep it too but, but the Monday night game was the kicker, really. What's it close by to? Where else can we go as well to get a couple of games in? But but fortunately, the Sunday night and it's a an, uh, Sunday Sunday afternoon. Yeah, one o'clock kickoff, isn't it? So we can get to see that. Something on the East Coast, so not too long enough for a flight as well. Um, but yeah, Dolphins against the Broncos. What a matchup. So I think the Broncos are meant to be or should be a lot better this season than Sean Payton. And then the Dolphins uh, looked like they've kicked on a bit more again. So Jalen Ramsey as well, uh, an addition. Chubb, uh, defensive end, can play a part as well. Um, and then the same offence that they had last season, hopefully two stays fit for all that. So, so yeah, so that's the first game. And the Monday night game, Charlie, where are we heading?
2: Tampa Bay, baby. Uh, yeah, Tampa Bay, but very excited to go. Stadium I've always wanted to go to. Um, I know we discussed about ticket prices and should we go cheaper, should we sit in the gods and I was like I'll have a look. We'll sit underneath the pirate ship. (laughs) I want some cannons going off over my head. Um, Yeah, buzzing for that. Really, really excited for that one. I think I'll just be happy to be where I am and you two can enjoy the football. Obviously, eagles tampa bay so jewish you've got your interest you've got your team um are you excited to see your team there
0: i am actually and, and that's honestly that's kind of secondary really or not something that we th- I thought about kind of when we booked the whole trip miami to tampa and the teams we're going to see it just so happens that it is eagles and it's, it's kind of finally settling in, in a little bit that i've never seen eagles live uh, and obviously in the era that we're in maybe it should be very exciting and and I don't think Tampa Bay look look like the the team that they've been the last couple of years, but should still be a great matchup. And I thought the Eagles travel well as well, so I won't be on my own in that stadium. But totally agree with you. That stadium's just iconic with the pirate shape. Um, so so yeah, it'll be a nice little road trip going from Miami to Tampa, seeing all that,
1: and and then hopefully Scully Baker Mayfield starting for the Buccaneers. I know there was a reason that I bought that shirt. <laughs> I'll be wearing it. I'll be shouting his name. I love you, Baker. That'll be uh, that'll be the highlight for me of the whole weekend. And hopefully, we we might get to meet him and his mum, maybe in a coffee shop.
0: Maybe yeah, if, if it all plans out, yeah. So so the mon- the the Tuesday morning after the Monday night game. The home hometown quarterback um, will be in a coffee shop somewhere, and we'll maybe bump into them. Who knows? But um, but yeah, very excited. Glad it's all booked, and uh, and hopefully Cara's not listening. But um, but yeah, let's get the summer out of the way, and let's get on to week three in September. And uh, yeah, and let's let's rock and roll. And I have a feeling that that matchup, those two matchups, might play a part in our fantasy draft. But um, but yeah, let's let's maybe not get swayed too much by that. Um, but apart from those matchups uh, and that in particular, week three, uh, let's have a look at some of the other fixtures. So, the international ones that have been released as well. So, a few great matchups. So, week four, five, and six are in London. Uh, Charlie, so you've got tickets already. So, Falcons, Jags, is that right?
2: Yeah. So, I've not got the tickets in my hand as such, but I'm uh, pretty much guaranteed tickets because of. Uh... Somebody that I may know. Uh, some contacts that I may have made along the way. So I should be getting tickets for that. Um, I think we might have to be sitting in some sort of executive suite. Um, oh so oh if bummer. I have to do that, it's going to be horrendous, isn't it? Um, but yeah, that'll be good. One of the uh, one of the people that's going down, she's a Falcons fan, so um, she's got a bit vested interest in that. Uh, I was big on the Jags last year um, and looking forward to what they can do this year. So, I'm going down there as a bit of a bit of a UK Jags fan, um, wanting the Jags to do well this year. Um, and that'll probably play a factor as well in definitely who, I, who I'm drafting. I would definitely want to have somebody in the game. Um, maybe a rookie running back or... Hmm although I'm not sure they'll slide to me uh, in my position.
0: Yeah, interesting. And interesting now, the uh, the last couple of seasons, the the last few seasons, that Jags have been kind of the home team in London. It's kind of been a bit of an afterthought. Or Send the Jags do not sell many tickets in Jacksonville. Um, But obviously, based on last season, I don't think that's the case at all. So yeah, great matchup against the Falcons. Week later against the Bills, so Josh Allen and those Buffalo Bills coming to London. And then Ravens-Titans, as well, uh, those last two games, so the Bills, Jags, and the Ravens, Titans both at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Uh, Scully, so the Ravens, Titans one in particular, you've got some studs on both sides, so Lamar Jackson should have a much better season, and Derek Henry still still with the Titans, so another good matchup.
1: Yeah, really good matchup. Um, obviously, with Lamar signing his deal, having a few few weapons now drafting Zay Flowers they've got Odell Beckham should be um, should be more exciting Baltimore next season I think they're going to be I know you're not so big on on them Tom uh, more f- probably for biased reasons but uh, I think they're going to be a really good team next year and then obviously you've got you've got Tennessee they usually go quietly about their business during the uh, during the regular season get things done make it towards the end of the season I know it didn't quite work out that way next year um they've got Derek Henry he just runs all over anybody but the the main thing for me with Tennessee this year is who's going to be the quarterback and how that situation's going to develop and especially by the time that we get to the the London games who's going to be starting for them in um in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium so one to watch out for definitely
0: Mm, yeah, six weeks into the season, will it be Will Levis? Will it be Tannehill? Hill? Um, who knows? Um, and then over to Germany. So uh, I didn't realize actually, I didn't realize that this was the plan. But it's going away from Munich and to Frankfurt, which probably just shows how popular it is in Germany. I know we were in the queue for tickets last season, and whatever it was, three millionth in line. So it's it, it clearly is. And even to move cities and have two games in Frankfurt. Um, but on a few weeks after the London one, so going from week six to week nine, it's Dolphins against the Chiefs. So for that one, Charlie, uh, I guess the headline from that is that Tyreek Hills playing against his old team, but again, two electric offences in particular uh, playing playing out of that one. How do you see that one going?
2: Yeah, it's an awesome fixture to be playing over there. Um, I, I'm a bit gutted. I, I'd like to be going to... To a game over in Germany, um, just because it's quality over there anyway. Add a bit of NFL and those two teams, like, yeah, we're going to get to see the Dolphins, but against the uh last year's Super Bowl champs, like, it's going to be an awesome game. Um, lot of talent on display. A Little bit, I think Tyree Kill might be a bit gutted. He came out said he was looking forward to playing against uh, the Chiefs, but that's is it. Is it the Chiefs' home game? Am I right in thinking? I so he's not. so, he, yeah. so he'll So he'll not be playing at Arrowhead, will he? He'll not be returning there because he was, from what I'd heard um, on his his podcast, I think he was saying he was excited to play in Arrowhead this year. So a bit disappointing for him, I'm sure. But um, German fans getting behind him, it'll be interesting to see what the spread is. Um, I can see there being a few more Kansas City fans than uh, maybe Miami. But I think it'll be an awesome game.
0: Yeah, possibly with the most recent fans, but uh, I guess Dolphins always kind of, what, from the 80s, 90s, they're always going to have that sort of following.
1: And I think that's the, uh, the the week that we've earmarked for his annual traditional day at Hooters, day session watching the, uh, the German football, which I know is now becoming an annual tradition, chicken wings, beer and NFL. So that should be a good one.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a great day. So if anyone is listening, anyone's out there in the Nottingham area, I guess it will be at Hooters, what, week nine from? At least that way, it's what? It's like a two o'clock game in the afternoon and then a six o'clock and then a nine o'clock. So, yeah, it's a hell of a day and it start with a hell of a game. Um, and then the other one, so a week later, also in Frankfurt, Colts, Patriots. Scully, how do you see that one? I think it looks like the Colts possibly on the up. Patriots, uh, I, said, I said plateaued, plateaued at the bottom of... AFC East, maybe?
1: Yeah, Patriots are just a bit boring now, aren't they? It's um, nothing really to get excited about with them, but the Colts on the other hand, with now Shane Steichen uh, going in there and leading that leading that offence and, and bringing what he's done with the Eagles over the last few years um, into Indianapolis, then it Should be good. uh, Richardson, obviously, the the quarterback excited to see when he gets eased in. I'm hoping that he's going to be starting sooner rather than later. I mentioned it the other week. I think he has been brought in to start and we could see week one. Be interesting to see how that plays out. But I'm guessing by that point, by that week, he should be the the established starter. We'll know what he's all about and um, we'll see. And then obviously they've uh, got Jonathan Taylor as well. So if um, if he kicks on anywhere like he did—not last year, but the year before—then uh, they could be forced to be reckoned with. So yeah, another good game. Another good game. More more excited to see the Colts though than than the Patriots.
0: Yeah, I was seeing some reports this week, and um, I think they've started to come out now, aren't they? They're kind of around um, fantasy orders, fantasy drafts, uh, where you kind of some somewhat background on players and whatnot, and and I think it was showing that Michael Pittman Jr. is probably the best receiver in that division. Which I mean, he's no slouch, but but to say that he's the best receiver in that division is a long way, but um, but I think they're right. I guess well, what with the Texans, Titans, who they've got, and uh and then also the the Jags as well, and then it probably is but yeah what a, what a great kind of five international matchups coming as well as as well as a mammoth week 3 that we'll be attending in in Miami and Tampa huge heroes epic battles great legends and rawsome dinosaurs Get ready for an awesome year of cinema. Get involved at the Arc Cinema this school holiday with luxurious recliners, a huge selection of sweets and snacks, and a stellar lineup of movies. Catch every moment of the action at your local Arc Cinema. Check out this week's Kids Club film for an affordable visit for the family. Book today and find your nearest at arccinema.co.uk. I don't know about you boys, but I have started to put together a little spreadsheet as to uh, as to my, my rankings of of all the different position groups ready for the draft. Um, I know it's I know it, well for us it'll still be a good few months away just yet, but it feels like it's getting a little bit close, and I'm seeing so many articles that I just can't remember everything. So uh, so yeah, starting to make a fair few notes already. And um, but just in line with that schedule release, Scully, talk to me about bye weeks. So. Does that play a factor into who you're drafting at all? Um, and a couple of points that I picked out from this schedule. So the bye weeks start in week five. So for starters, is, is that a factor at all that it is so soon? But then also a couple more things. So in week 10 on a bye, you've got Eagles, Chiefs, Dolphins and Chargers. Four teams there with, with pretty prominent players in all positions, you'd think. Um, and then also... Week seven and week 13 this year, you've got six teams on a bye. So does any of that factor into who you're going to draft at all? Or or is that
1: maybe even just overcomplicating things? I think it should do. I think it does make it complicated, you're right. And I think if you are a, an absolute pro at this, then it's something that you should absolutely factor in. And I'm sure a lot of people do and have draft boards, etc., and they've got all these kind of things marked out. I'm not that smart and um, I'm unable to do anything as sophisticated as that. And it is something that I think we spoke about last year as well before the draft. And I think I'd got stung either last year or the year before with having quite a lot of my players on the bye. We, we talked about, probably should have looked into it a little bit, but I think you just get so lost when you're drafting, especially with us, how we draft where we have a minute 90 seconds or whatever it is to make make the pick um yeah i think like i said it's it's far too sophisticated a, a system for me to to really factor that kind of thing in and i just i'd kind of draft in in the moment and worry about what happens afterwards with relation to um, relation to the bye weeks, etc. And like I said last week, got got last year, sorry, got stung a little bit, but um, worked out in the end.
0: Yeah, I think I was a little bit like that even last season, where yeah, you make your draft and then you're setting you're setting your roster or you see who's on your team and then you're like, ah, oh, ah, oh, shit, oh yeah, look, they've <laughs> they've all got a bye in week, eight, um, and then and then you maybe just throw that week or, or see how it turns out. Charlie, what about you? Are you looking that far ahead?
2: Yeah, I've, I'm have i trying to not put myself in that position where last year I had my RB1, I think, my wide receiver 1 and somebody else all on a bye week at the same time. So all my big scoring players were all on a bye week. So it, it was a bit of a dead week for me. So my my plan is not really to pay attention to it in terms of who I'm drafting in total, so but certainly for the first few rounds, I'll be I'll be looking to not pick people who are on the same. I don't want to be picking sort of first three rounds anybody with the same bye week, so that my because I'm hoping they're going to be my big three scorers. Um, fingers crossed. I don't want to end up in a Pittman situation where I take him third round and he's garbage. <laughs> but that's my plan: is to to pick three big scoring positions that aren't in the same, don't have the same bye week and then sort of just leave it and, uh, and and pick who's best available after that.
1: I think what I did um, last year, and again, probably what I'll, I'll do this year is less focus on the bye weeks during the draft, but more focus on them when we're looking to trade in season, because you can use that as either a little bit of leverage to get a better player. Or you can use it a little bit more strategically, thinking I've got a good player now, but they're on a bye week in a week or in two weeks, and I've got an opportunity to get somebody of that ilk who their bye bye week's already passed. So that for me is something where I do look at it, but like I said, probably it's just a bit too advanced for me to, to factor that in for the actual draft.
0: So I mean, Scully, would you ever would you ever do anything like? trade a player with i don't know hypothetically your cousin and then and then like a week later trade back just to get around any sort of bi-week scenario would you would you ever do anything like that hypothetically
2: no comment (laughs) i feel like i'm having some sort of deja vu i've def i've definitely seen some some sort of nfl fantasy game where that happened
0: yeah well commission commission is bringing down the hammer this season so uh, anything like that void I played the fifth <laughs> uh, all right so so moving on to kind of the second quirk that popped up in in the schedule then for fantasy and and week 17 so week 17 um, I think is probably the championship week for for most we had week 18 last season right at the very end and and, and although I don't think it was horrendous or didn't work out Fair, I think, uh you were the worthy winner anyway, I think. But we're having our championship week, week seventeen this season. And in that you've got quarterback matchups, Burrow versus Mahomes, Hertz versus Kyler, Lamar versus Tua. You've got Herbert versus Russ Wilson, and then Rogers versus Deshaun Watson. So I mean there's a lot of quarterbacks there and and ultimately I guess on your roster there's a, a lot of other players outside of that. Charlie, I know for most of the season, if not all of it, actually, you kept two two very good quarterbacks on your roster. Is that going to play a factor at all? I guess whether it's that Week Seventeen matchup, but but even just trying to keep two very good quarterbacks on your roster um, as opposed to as opposed to just going for an A and a B. I
2: think last year I fell lucky with Tua. I um, I wasn't particularly thinking. He was gonna uh, when we we were talking about this actually after we did our draft to uh, and I I was listening back after uh Scully had told us to listen back to some of the pods and how awkward we were to start with uh, and listening back to that I'd actually said that when I drafted to her I wouldn't start him over Kyler Murray um and it would have to be that Kyler Murray was playing horrendous rather than to a playing well and that's pretty much what happened. Kyler Murray was dreadful, um, and I ended up playing two towards the end. So I'll definitely be going for a two-quarterback roster, but not necessarily taking two equal, because I I think it can make it a little bit harder. I'd I'd like to have a second quarterback in case my number one gets injured or just... But complete bust of a season, um, so that I've got a decent replacement and also for that bye week as well. But I, I, I don't really want to be having a decision to make every week because it's always sod's law in it. You transfer one out, you sit one on the bench, and then they have an absolute worldie of a week and the one you've put in, and and uh, it, yeah, it just gets a bit annoying. So I'd rather have a, a clear A and B and b would only be used as sort of a, a last resort rather than a chop and change one on a weekly basis
1: mm, there's, there's
0: definitely benefits to that and, I, and i've never done that but i did think looking at yours last season that there was that like you say kind of depending on if it was a better matchup that you wanted to go with or or yeah if you if you kept even the second best if you like until until the first best until your best had their bye week and then looked to trade or something like that, uh, or an injury, and I've always thought as well they're taking up a roster spot from someone else, from from another weapon that you might have, another receiver, running back, tight end, whoever it might be. But having said that, I think a lot of the my roster were kind of holding back on rookies that could come to fruition, could 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 do well, uh, and you're probably a bit more guaranteed with a quarterback there. Scully, did you did you kind of pick up anything from last season? I think. I can't remember if you had a couple of quarterbacks on your roster for all the season or not, but um, is that something that you'd maybe be looking to do with that week 17 in mind, but just throughout the season?
1: Well, I drafted Josh Allen and then famously um, traded him not not long into the season last year. And then I think I had various different quarterbacks uh, yes. throughout, throughout the year, year last year and kind of chopped and changed a bit. I think we had Jared Goff at, at some point daniel jones did really well for me when when i put him in the side but um yeah it it was a strange one because we went from a 10 team season the year before to a 12 team season this this year and i think the season before when they were less of us there were obviously more quarterbacks that were available so i felt that i could just carry one quarterback and then maybe pick somebody up when I was on the bye week and just draft them in for that week and then put them back. Whereas I found that a little bit harder because the talent was a lot less that was still available because there obviously been more people in the, um, in the league. So I'd probably agree with Tom to go with having a a good tandem to start with. And then like you've just said, losing probably one of the players that you'd, pick up towards the end of the draft that might become good or a fringe player that, again, that are just going to sit on your bench anyway. It might be better to pick up a second quarterback a little bit early who is going to be able to, um, well, definitely score on your bye week, but uh, on your preferred quarterback's bye week, or is somebody that is interchangeable depending on the matchups.
0: So, I think you could definitely get, get a second quarterback, couldn't you? What, probably as late as the ninth, tenth round? Um, I guess you'll figure it out early on if someone's doing that as a strategy. Once that they start picking up a second quarterback, everyone else might start following pretty quickly. So you probably need to do it that round, if not the second one. But um, but yeah, something something good to monitor, and maybe just something else for another podcast where we can talk about different strategies. But but that might include the two the two quarterback option. And there we have it. Starting to get a sense of how excited we are that the season's nearing closer and, of course, our podcast away day. If anyone listening has ever been to Miami or Tampa, please let us know if there's anywhere outside of the ordinary that you'd suggest we go. Thanks to Arc Cinemas and thanks to you lot for listening. To see you out, I'll leave you with this.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Can y'all feel that? Can y'all feel that? Jig it out. Uh. Here I am in the place. Me the bass and the sunset low Every day like a Mardi Gras Everybody party all day No work, all play, okay? So we sip a little something Leave the rest to spill Me and Charlie at the bar Running up a high bill Nothing less than ill When we dress to kill Every time the ladies pass They be like Can hey, y'all feel me? All ages and races Real sweet faces Every different nation Spanish, Asian, Indian, Jamaican Black, white, Cuban, or Asian I only came for two days of playing But every time I come I always wind up staying Just the type of town I can spend a few days in Miami, the city that keeps the roof blazing. Party in the city where the heat is on all night on the beach to the break of dawn. The-